Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the Back of the Bus Session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, Back of the Bus Sessions podcast. Today, I've got a new mate on here. I've got no worries we're going to run out of content because we've already been talking for two hours before this and it's been fucking fantastic. I really love this bloke. I've got to thank again Owen Oxley from Full Reptile. I've got him over here and over here. Um, You've met me with some of the best people I've ever met recently, so I really do appreciate that. I'm going to welcome aboard Tony Unwin. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a clap. Brother, how are we doing? I feel like I've genuinely met a new mate today. Well, no, I feel likewise. It's uh, It's been, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been an experience already. That's, uh, when you oh, just yeah. meet someone, you go, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you find that though in life, don't you? So some people click mm. and then some people take a little time to sort of like warm up, you know, and stuff. Um, to be absolutely, we we're just all the same people, aren't we? You know, at the end of the day, you can you can tell straight away. With different barriers and levels to you as you go on through life, and I think you're, a lot of your barriers are down now. It just comes across you're quite an open book. Um, I, I guess. That's yeah, just the I thought that so. I've had. I mean, but that's yeah, nice to know. It's like, <laughs> I I don't think I'm I'm um I've ever ever been that closed off. I'm guessing I probably have been at some point, mm. but um, I, I've got not a lot to prove to people anymore if you know what I mean I've got to that point in my life where I I'm not actually looking for validation validation or acceptance or anything else that people really really need in their life I'm quite happy as I said to you before one of the best news I've had this uh, this week is uh, I'm going to be a grandfather for the first time and that was the best thing that ever happened it's Amazing. Wow. Mate, congratulations on that note. I just want you to tell the audience what you actually do before we get into the nitty gritty of life and all the other crazy stuff. Do you have a job title that you go and meet people with? Um... I guess, I mean, primarily I own two tattoo studios. I am a tattooist and um, I kind of fell into that world... um, about 20 years ago now and um started my own studio um shortly after i guess it was very difficult for me being an older person coming into a new job or a new thing it was a new job i tried to explain how it fell into it i was actually designing the stuff i was doing specifically the polynesian um inspired stuff before i even knew what it was and our friend owen mm. was the man that basically guided me to a computer and said you design this stuff and um sent me on a on a journey that um i i love, both love and hate him for <laughs> it's uh, is he genuinely the sort of catalyst behind it he then? was the catalyst and, wow and this is i tried to allude to it before when we were talking about it, the, the sort of when you find people that you need at the time they will catapult you into where you should be at that point, you know, to the next, for the next phase of, of whatever. That's how I feel about it. I was, I feel I was blessed to give, return the favor to Owen. And that, um, whilst training with, um, the fourth dimension and stuff, um, I was approached to do some design work and this, and I couldn't do it because the tattoo work was so intense at the time. And I turned around to, uh, to Wayne and I says, uh, but there is a guy I know who can do it. And literally, Owen walked through the door that very second. 
And I looked and I was I looked at him, I was like, and he's here. No, mate. <laughs> it was like it was it was like it was rehearsed or something. It was just like Dude. enter stage left, Owen Oxley. Is that and legit? Yeah, yeah. I've honestly I just got goosebump I, moment again. And so That's I, I incredible. He'd basically come down to start training um with the jujitsu stuff and stuff down 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 at fourth dimension. And um I was like and he's just walked in. And I was like, he was like, hey, dude. You know, he's like, <laughs> you he walks in. the best Owen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, what's up? And I was like, right, um, Wayne needs this, this, and this. Can you hook him up? He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, of course I can. You know what I mean? And you know what? Owen's just so infectious and he's just like energy. Just, yeah. It's just an energy overload most of the time. <laughs> but he, yeah, and, and that was it. That was the start of Owen's, uh, Owen's kind of path into that world. Um, I, I was always been a fan of the USC. He's always watching, but that was his kind of like you know, the start of him doing the graphics and the design work within that um, realm. And, and then he just he, then he just took it and he just rolled with it, and he's where he is now. And no pun intended. Proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. He um, yeah he, he yeah so proud of the dude. He's uh, he's proper took the ball by the horns and uh, and are you good because. Yeah. Are you into UFC in that world? Or? I I was um, I was into it a lot more than I am now, um, but not to Owen degree. No, he's a proper anorak. So, you know, so like, are you kind of very happy that you didn't take that opportunity because yes, somebody absolutely. more fitting for that situation absolutely. had it? I've I've got my role in life. He's got his. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't be more happy for him. He's uh, he's smashing it, and wow. um, yeah, all the power to him. So, which happened first? He gave you your inspiration, told you what. I believe he actually bought me my first tattoo machine. Wow. Yeah, and basically said, you aren't going to be happy until you've learned how to do this. This is uh, one of my favourite little stories at the start of a podcast. This is stunning. No, that, 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 was, yeah. that, was, that, was the, that was kind of the origin story of where I am right now. Obviously, I've lived a few lives, you yeah. know what I mean, before, um, in different way I've travelled around a bit. And, you know, I've been very blessed in having... Uh, I would say creative and influential people that I've met along the way become friends for a period of time. Some have stayed with me, some haven't stayed with me. Um, but Owen's always there. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's always there. He's somebody I don't have to talk to. I've got about four or five friends that I consider um, close. Yeah. But we're not physically ever close. If you friends know what I mean. for life. Yeah, um, mm. we're we're connected in a way that is um, is not really explainable. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's one of those, and uh, I know for a fact if I, you know, I've said before, if I needed any advice, if I could pick his brains and this, that, and the other, or if I needed any help, he's one of those fellows that would just be there. Mm. Um, and I would hope I would be the same, in you know, the same back. Um, it's been interesting. Uh, his creativity, his energy is just something to. Uh, I, I, he is the Duracell bunny of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of full reptile. How do you make it stop? <laughs> can we yeah. can we go into the meat of that story then a little bit? Because what was it? Were you at Egg um, doing an egg? I yeah, I returned back from Canada back in two thousand and five after um, um, a life fail. 
that uh, you know has basically set me up to not fail. <laughs> what are those big ones in well, the timeline? It, it was a big one in the timeline. <laughs> I it needed was, that. Yeah, I, I needed to hit, you know face plant the world. Yes. Um, so yeah, basically I came back and I started working at Egg. I literally I was, um, I think I was back at my mum's house for a couple of months and then I was in a flat living on a, a milk crate for a bit. Yeah, that was it. You know, I mean, I was literally starting from zero. Wow. Um, I came back here. Obviously, I've got uh, two daughters as well that were here, so I wanted to be back around them. And yeah, I started work at Egg. Um, started off in the borrowing centre, um, and our training team was the research and development team from Egg at that time. Second day in, um, I'm you know drawing some stuff on a pad because i was drawing these things and i didn't really i was just enjoying doodling and doing these things is this in break time sort of <laughs> no, i just drew just yeah. just because yeah it was just there <laughs> not um, break time but boredom time <laughs> i was soaking in what was going on yeah I'm but with you. um i was also sort of doodling and this and next minute owen comes up and uh, this young lad and i, I kind of i knew he was one of the trainers and he looked at me and i was like no way dude you do um Maori tattoos and stuff. I'm like, I do what? And um, he says, he says, come with me. And he basically typed up. I told you this before. He, he typed up this uh, this other artist from Holland, this guy Rob Duke. And the work was so similar to what I was drawing at the time. It kind of sucked me in and got me. Um, I was like, oh, what is this? And that's when I started sort of looking into what I was doing, to what he was showing me, and what this was, and then. Like I said before, it, it, it was a bit of a, it's been a journey. Um, understanding the, 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 the sort of the Kiratui, the Polynesian sort of style of work and this idea that uh, I was kind of drawing before I even knew what it was. Yeah. So then trying to find the information of what it is, what the significance of it is, what the flow is, how the flow goes, what the symbolism means, because that is... A minefield in itself it um you know um and yeah that, that that's took me till now to sort of um and i'm still loving um producing that style of work um uh, hopefully to a high level mm. i have had there has been some very nice um comments worldwide about my work um especially from uh it means more when it comes from kind of like New Zealand or something from the, culture. It's from the culture itself and um yeah it's um it's been a very encompassing um kind of development if you like and kind of stuff but uh, yeah I don't know really what else to say about you, that you one. don't it's, need to go to the the whole origin of that as an art form <laughs> and all the history but could you educate me a little bit about Maori and how yeah everything you just spoke of then mm-hmm. what is it what does that mean what is the symbolism what have you discovered on your road it's very because i'm not maori yeah um i'm not from new zealand obviously it's um it's very difficult to um to sort of really say that a lot of the art form and the from the culture itself is in is just ingrained in their um their identity and the people it connects them to their land it connects them to their the the their origins and a lot of these pattern work although similar right the way through the polynesian sort of world 
um, you know, sort of the, what look like arrowheads, which is the path of a turtle, which everything sort of links to nature and sea animals and sea creatures, the way they behave and the way they uh, they are, whether they're, they're spirit animals or the protectors of their their culture and their particular tribe or something like that. And um, these elements are um, put into specific ta- their their tattoos uh, along with family lineage huh. and um, sort of things like uh, areas of a female tattoo will start the um, the male tattoo and, and you know what I mean so yeah. you get the same pattern um, which will start be the start of the larger pattern for somebody the larger work for somebody else hmm. um, so it was difficult back here getting the information because obviously the church has done quite a good job of trying to stamp out this pagan um, practice. And there seems to be, from tattooing a lot of, uh, sort of New Zealand people, um, both um, both Maori and non-Maori, um, and other nations as well, sort of Fijians and some ones, mm. there seems to be um, a disconnect a lot of the time with um, a lot of stuff. There is a lot of information still out there, but you really have to dig for it and find it and have to do a lot of sort of searching. But uh, for the grand, you know, the grand scheme things from being here, uh, the, the, the word kiratui means just skin art. It's got no connection to the lineage side of things, or um, apart from the look. Mm. You know, it looks like a Maori tattoo, or a Samoan tattoo, or a Fijian tattoo. Um, I adopted the way of doing everything freehand, so the flow is different. Everything's unique, although the pattern work is similar throughout the tattoos. Whether you look at five or you know a couple together, or a bunch of them the pattern work will reflect the similar sort of things, mm. but the flow will be different. There will be different elements within it um, and different turn, different turns. The, the karu is uh, the negative space within the actual tattoo itself, which is um, basically the life mm. of the person. So it starts and then it flows. You'll see it turn and twist on itself, which are what's called karu titi, which is a, the death of one frond and the beginning of another. So usually allocated to points of time that have been major changes in life, marriage, death, new jobs, new directions, something that you know, something that ends mm. and then starts again. Yeah, your life starts again into so, a different So they'll way. come in and get a bit of a tattoo and then it's forever developing and changing? It, yes, always developing. Um, it's always moving. It's always flowing around the body. It's always, um, you know, sort of... It, it, for me now, it's kind of just finding the intricacies of how it flows, you know, and sort of where it goes to the sort of past, present, and the future of the, within the body, whether it be, you know, as well, sort of... It, it's... Um, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I, mate. I'm really enjoying this actually because I, I love tattoos. <laughs> but do you know when I saw the Maori tattoo? I know so little about it. Mm. But when I see it on sort of somebody local from Ripley or somebody down in these ends, I didn't know the history 
and the beauty of it because I've always had a very philosophical nature yeah. and I love the bigger questions in life. And to see it sort of just on somebody's arm and then I ask them about it and the response has always been just cool in it, nice pattern. But for you to go, no, this is the history, this is the root, this is the why of it. I mean, I'm only touching the surface. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not, you know... Um, Giving it the gravitas. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I was invited to go down to New Zealand and learn um, carving. <sighs> Unfortunately, my situation never allowed me to go down there. I actually believe if I went down there and started doing that, I would never come back. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. actually love this, this, form of, this form of image and um, the, the art form around it and it, it is so connected like I say within the carving within the culture within the marae which is a spiritual house for the, the, the you know it tells the story it's got the gods it's got the uh, the stories of how the, the native stories I'm, of I'm how always, everything, <laughs> everything everything connects um, it's um, it's fascinating it, it really is fascinating and it's such a shame that a lot of the information is um no longer available so even um i've, I've so had conversations with, with um, people from new zealand who go specifically for the akiratui style image which gives them the look and the connection from the the visual point of view um of a traditional looking tattoo mm. but it's not the uh tomoko it's not the gift it's not um you know, the sort of um, the, the actual spiritual journey, as well as um, you know, having this tattoo is is a bit of a is a is, there is a connection to their spirituality mm. um, whilst being done, as well as um, the content of the shapes and uh, marks that are being put onto the body. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it is quite a, a, a it's a whole world of of information that you wouldn't... It's a the, new world to me. Yeah, it, well, it, it's been around for thousands of years. Mm. You know I mean? It's not actually new. It's, is it? uh, But it is, since you got like you know, 20 odd years ago or whatever, the Robbie Williamses of this world sort of started where, um, you know, Maori sort of tattoos and, um, and they became more accepted. Back then it was quite frowned upon. I was just going to ask, how do they receive it in the culture? It, initially, it was quite uh, negative. They, okay. they, you know, they, they they were offended. It, it's what we they would call now on the le- yeah on the left like sort of cultural appropriation. Yes. Um, and I guess they realised at some point that this wasn't going to stop. But we needed to. They needed to separate the. Um, I love that. You know, separate themselves, their culture and the, the cultural aspect of it, to the. Um, the fad the, the 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 fashion element of it um so they reinvented the well, they reinvent the word the word kiratui is a is a word that's before the tattoo um tribes would they would paint them their skin with the same markings right so oh, okay. it wasn't actually in there permanent it was just uh, painted on and stuff and they, they they used to do that um from what i've read from from the um the, the sort of research that I've, I've managed to pick up over time. Um, so the kira, the word kiratu was basically reinvented or re, uh, reappropriated to um, categorise non-Maori and non-tribal people wearing images that look like 
It's, it's to protect themselves. Yeah. And protect their cultural Yeah, oh, mate, I love this. Yeah. And so, and in, and over time, it's become more and more accepted as a tattoo style. Mm. And um, it's now, obviously, there's a lot of people in the world wearing very similar sort of tattoos. It gets a little bit sticky still mm. if you take, um, uh, let's say, The Rock. The Take The Rock's um, tattoo, which has been replicated millions of times on... A variety of people in a variety of ways were done really badly, done really well, mm. changed slightly. This and you know, but it's fundamentally based on Dwayne the Rock Johnson's yes. tattoo, which has specific information from the island he's from and his family, mm. which is not really. Um, you can't accept- just take that. It's on. not really acceptable. You know. Yeah. I guess he's kind of numb to it because it's not a lot he can do once it's in people's skin. It's it's there. You know. But you know, it depends where you sit. There's a point where it's flattery because you've seen it and you're inspired yeah, yeah. by it. But then there's another point where you're just trying to imitate. That's right. I mean, you'll notice on my on my pictures, everything is inspired. It's curatory inspiration. Um, because, like I say, I'm not. I'm not Maori. I'm not mm. trained by a um, Maori tattoo artist, and I have like, flogged my you know, self silly learning this yeah. stuff, um, and I've been doing it for like say twenty years wow. or so now. So um, the positive comments I've had, I've had very few negative ones, to be absolutely honest. But, but a few. Um, I think back in the early yeah. days, you know, it's sort of you get into these conversations, and a lot of the time it is kind of, um, you know, their opinion and their to take on it. You know, that's why I'm, I make sure that I'm not actually going out there saying I, you know, what I mean, I am this because mm. I know I'm not. So I do what I do because I have a passion for this work, which I was designing before I even knew what it was. Which it sounds really difficult and odd, but you know when um, <laughs> when you're sort of just doodling and drawing things, yeah. And I have no influence as to what they were. What they were, this kind of connects me back to the way the Maori and the, the Polynesian people feel about manner. You know, the, the tattooist is not the person doing the tattoo. This is he's a conduit. It's not their ego self yeah, exactly. portraying it. He's a he's a conduit yeah. from the ancestors Other. and whatever forces may be what they call manner. This is stunning. um is coming through and that's what um that that's the tattoo and that's why I've, uh, a lot of Polynesian people are very happy to go to a tattooist who they trust, you know, I mean, to do their work and simply say do it. Do you know what I mean? They just let them go, and they that's and that's they're happy with the end result because they know there's no expectation. There's no expectation of of it, oh uh, you know I don't want this there I want this here I want this here and there's none of that. What it's, came was meant to come exactly, and it was it's positioned exactly how it should be, um, which is a very freeing kind of mentality if you like. It's a very kind of um, easygoing non-controlled kind of um acceptance in the the energies of the world i guess um i wish i'd met you before i went to new zealand oh really <laughs> yeah just this is, these are the conversations i like best because 
I enjoy conversations where I can sort of give my take on things, an idea towards it. Mm-hmm. But this is where I have nil background knowledge of. So all I'm doing here is learning right. and taking in everything you're saying with genuine curiosity. And I'm really involved going, this is cool. I feel I'm leveling up from just this conversation because I've got no preconceived idea of it or little fact. Yeah. So I'm just really enjoying it. I mean, for, for me, there's a lot I could still learn. Mm. There's a lot that I don't know. Well, you put me um, on a journey. You know, you know <laughs> but it, it, it's continuous, isn't it? It's, yeah. uh, there, is always, um, there is always more to learn. There is always more to um, to everything. So you've just got to involve yourself in it and get yourself to the, the levels. And when you feel you're at a level, then don't think you know it because you don't, Mate. you don't know anything until, you know, the minute I think I, I always feel same with anything. The minute you feel you know it all, you've already lost the game, you know, because there's always something else that needs to be, um, learned. Mm always moving forward never stop learning because even with things like this with with culture with um for me being involved in tattoos and stuff like that and making a career out of it um and now owning two shops which i never thought would actually happen ever you know it's um it's quite a quite a, a head spin really to be honest um i'm still learning i'm yeah. still doing different things mate you know well I've got so many beautiful questions inside of this because, again, you can Go get ahead. you can get me booked in <laughs> already because <laughs> I've, like I was saying, I mean, I've got lots of different tattoos that I've given meaning to. Yeah. They've all been integral parts of my life where important information or just moments of beauty came into my life at a time where I needed it. Yeah. So I thought, right, that's got a place. Yeah. But again, the Maori thing, I never understood this beautiful spirituality and philosophy into it the the, the maori culture in uh, most native uh, cultures are in essence very spiritual yes they are so connected to more than as a westerner we've ever been experienced or open to Mm. unless you're lucky enough to um have sort of found a way into as a tasting a part yes. of that life. Obviously, there is negatives that history is, um, you know, sort of, yeah, it's <laughs> just de- delivered to, um, to to various um, cultures in the world. Um, but, I, I mean, I've even spent time with a Lakota Sioux family in South <laughs> Dakota, you know. It was one of the most magical times of my life. It mm. was amazing. You know, you see Native Americans, Maori people, um, the sort of you know Native people all over the world. Basically, they their the philosophies are all to do with the world around them. Mm. A lot of them involve a lot of animals, and like I said before, the way animals are, their attitudes or their mannerisms and huh. and things like this. Even the Chinese are fighting styles and stuff like that. Animals and uh, the the Lakota have a word uh, or have a phrase which basically translates to all my relations, and that encompasses everything. Yeah. That means everybody yeah. and 
every living creature we are all connected which also goes into um another sort of i firmly believe in a global consciousness that not not many people will either acknowledge on the face of it but how do you have an idea that no one's ever spoke to you about yet two months later somebody in china's done it the amazon or somebody (laughs) right absolutely there is and it only comes at specific connection the connection it becomes in um it, it's not as if it's sort of like years. It, well, it's in your it's story. At that time. You were doing this artwork <laughs> exactly <laughs> with, yeah. with no influence or no idea behind it, mm. and it was an ancient age thing that you were stumbling across. And that's kind of what I wanted to go into there just for a moment is, you know, I've not given it re- the respect that it warrants these tattoos. I've looked at them in a certain light, like, oh, I wonder why people go for that. And the journey you're taking me on is giving me heart palpitations of excitement because <laughs> next time I can I'm really not a paramedic so Inga- yeah, <laughs> don't, don't take me that. I'll have had a pre-workout today <laughs> <laughs> you didn't but, get your spa though <laughs> <laughs> do you have any I'd, have you gone into that part of your journey where you were just doing doodles and any mind or thought on why you were taken to that form of art and doing it in that certain way um, no. It was just pattern to you. Yeah. Um, shapes. It was just shapes and um, and lines. <laughs> um, something just hit me in there. But basically, yeah, it, it was just shapes and lines and pattern um, at the time. The way, that it, just linking of lines, you know mm. what I mean, and stuff like that. And then... Um, I don't know if it's going to sound weird, but um, basically I watched, there's a program on TV, uh, on Netflix at the moment, and it's some American medium psychic dude who draws these scribbles. And I noticed, I flicked it on the other day, I watched a couple of the episodes on it, it's quite interesting. I'm not really kind of sure about that sort of type of communication, Mm. if you know what I mean. But I did notice him drawing. And I noticed the scribbles, and in particular the way some boxes intersected and crossed over whilst he was drawing them. There is a language within the drawing where he is connecting to an energy, mm. you know, and, and I think that's, that's that literally just dawned on me. They just may, you know, was it a similar thing with regards to? Um, the patterns I was drawing, I don't. I honestly energy. don't know. I was tapping into an energy. Um, I have been in um, uh, sort of. I have sort of researched spiritual kind of um, or spirituality, let's say, and um, it fascinates the life out of me it because me. there's so much that is um, not known. Mm. But there is so much positive that comes from either being connected to or experiencing some form of spiritual connection or a truth. Whether it's a self-truth, a self-belief, whether it's it's actually a connection, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Um, But there's a painting in one of my studios. And it's a Native American. When when I painted it, I, I basically lost six hours of time 
my auntie kept coming into the shed bringing me cups of tea. I will not forget it. She says, do you want a cup of tea? Mm, yeah, yeah, go on then. <laughs> I'm scratching away at this canvas, you know, thinking. And there's this painting. And, and when I when I'd finished it, I, um, I kind of looked up. And it's a very abstract um, kind of black... Um, Black Bonnet Warrior. It's a, apparently a black bonnet. It was a Lakota, uh, a Lakota warrior type thing, and the detail in these feathers is incredible, and just the various sort of things that are put in there. There's a the, the shadows uh, and the, that form the face is a woman kneeling down with another figure and a pathway into mountains. I saw this and I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. <laughs> Um, so I sent it to um, I sent it to a friend of mine on online somewhere. This was when would this be? Probably before um, before I went to Canada. Yeah, it would have been a lot before. So late nineties, sort of that kind of area. Um, and I just got a phone call, uh, a message saying um, a friend of mine will phone you or, or will contact you. So I got a message uh, with a phone number on it, and um, so I really like your work. You call me. So I phoned this number, and um, it was in America, I, and I contacted to a, a woman by the name of Marianne Whitemouse. Well, she passed away about a month or so ago. Rest us all. And um, she was a Lakota activist woman living in South Dakota in a place called Wombly. Never heard of it before <laughs> in my life, and literally picked up the phone and um she's like hey is that you i'm like yeah how are you doing this is like uh when are you coming home and i'm like what what's that about she's like no i've spoke to mom she said you can stay at house no problem and uh that was the start of me being out in you know it was something from she says oh by the way love your work i'm like thanks so within a few weeks i was actually in south dakota um, being picked up by um, a bunch of dudes at uh, McDonald's in Rapid City. As you do. As you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, went out onto the reservation. I didn't know if I were coming back. You know what I mean? It was one of them. It yeah. was just, I went. <laughs> and it was uh, just amazing. Just absolutely an amazing um, time. Wow. And uh, I've still got that painting today. And it stays in my one of my, in my studio. Um I don't know what else it is. I don't know what it would be, but it's just these connections mm. happen. And um, whether you think spiritually about them or whether you think that um, it's all kind of random, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the same nuanced perspective. Yeah. Do you know, it is interesting though, as you're reaching a flow state and just drawing shapes and patterns and in this sort of contentment, and tapping into whatever it is, and then suddenly Owen, jolly Door, old doors Owen, open. Yeah. comes open. It, it's like because you're there, just being, but you're receptive to it, and you're open yeah. to those moments. Yeah. Because you could have really just gone over and like, oh, that's cool, and then walked off yeah. and just been like, oh, that's an interesting comparison, but just carried on just being the person you are. But you were open to a moment of, Oh, okay. This has been shown for a reason. Yeah. 
there's more to this and then you've gone down a bit of a path from it. So yeah. you've chosen or a rabbit that. hole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> and, not and, very and is, it, is it beautiful yeah. or is it dark? Either way, a bit of both always. There's balance yeah. to it. But it does feel when you live your authentic self and you do reach your flow states. I, I, I'm a poet and I love poetry and I've been doing it for about five or six years and I got into it because I was always told dyslexic and stupid and yeah. I got asked to leave my schools, but I lost a friend and it was a knife crime incident. But the second I was told that and I started writing down, yeah. it wasn't me doing it. Yeah. It was something other. Yeah. It was it yeah. genuinely it just tapped into me. It was this yeah. catharsis that needed to come out for a long time. It was like yeah. on the paper. Yeah. But then ever since then, it's opened up. I've performed on stages with people I never thought I'd met in my life but it doesn't feel like it was the ego of Mikey doing that it was just ever since then it was my authentic self coming out Mm -hmm. and it just kept hurtling me into these situations because I was ready for it yeah it feels like a very different story a very similar story but different spaces yeah and it it is it's I don't think it's um it's subject specific Mm. I think it's the energy that catapults you forward what you allow and then when somebody comes in as the catalyst yes to actually trigger what you need to take that next leap yes whether you realize you're taking the leap at that point is a different matter you know or you just all of a sudden wake up halfway through this going shit where did I get here you know what I mean How how, how how did this happen yeah you know what I mean what I've just done that no way you know what I mean? Yeah. This is incredible. And then the doors open again, and then you'd move on to something else. And then it may be time to relax a little bit. And then you sort of reset. Don't force it. You reset, and again, in time, something else will start to trigger. Hence, we're moving on to something completely different from the, the tattoo thing I've been doing for a long time. And I <laughs> I think the, uh, obviously the lockdowns and stuff, they trigger some other things to happen because we couldn't do things. So I started doing uh, airbrushing and custom paintwork. There we go. <laughs> you know, I started doing that. I started doing helmets. Round two. <laughs> I started doing helmets. And then all of a sudden, I've got way too much work on. Too much too much happening all at one go. Yeah. And then the, the tattoo shop, shop's open again. And there's way too much going on. Mm. So something has to give. I'm, I, you know, I'm not a machine. No. So something has to give. But um, I've already got such a bit of notoriety in, in, in that world now. Because I literally, uh, man, it takes me about four to six weeks to do a custom helmet. Um, I got 17 jobs land on me in two days. Wow. Soon as they announced they were opening tracks and this and the other, boom. My front room was just stuck (laughs) full of showy and arai boxes. (laughs) And then I've got two years worth of clients phoning saying, when can we get in? Because they'd not been in with the the lockdowns and stuff, not been able to get in with us. Um, Wow. So the, the, the passion element, starts to take a knock mm. because it then becomes work because you are human and yeah. yeah and it becomes like you you've got to start churning out designs yes but then it becomes non-fulfilling because you're churning out designs and you're not feeling the designs 
as in you know, just become you know, robotic. You, you just become robotic. Yes, it's a mechanical. Yeah, you, you can do it. Your brain will switch into automatic, and you can do the job. And the clients are happy. That's the you know the key. As long as the clients are happy, you can get through this. Personally, you start to take a knock psychologically mm. because it's not fulfilling. You're not able to uh, enjoy the journey yourself as an artist or as a um, as a creative. Um, so it then becomes uh, it becomes that work, yeah, that, that work Life passion, balance. work passion balance, yes. which starts to interrupt itself, um, and then you have to take a step back. You know, you have to if you want to keep, you know, any sort of resemblance of being the artist. Well, uh, before we we rock to that point where we're at sort of now, I'd love to go from the the Owen bit yeah. and then showing you this rabbit hole, let's say, right. <laughs> to you were working at Egg, yep. and then you end up working in studios for different people under your own belt. Where where'd you go from there? Uh, no, it just all developed on my own. So you were, um, you I were was doing it from own. home? I basically had a studio based at home. Cool. Um, I went through all the all the loops, all the hoops, and uh, what the was the room before that? Was it like a living room space? And you thought it was no, actually I'm it was a dining it. area. Type you had a little space. dining area. Yeah, it was a dining area space, and um, with like a conservatory sort yes. of a window in there. Um, and then basically, um, I remember contacting the environmental health to say, "I want to do this. How do I do it?" And they were like, "Oh my god, you was, know what I mean?" Was it's that because egg wasn't for you? In essence, no, I didn't. I didn't feel it like that. I mean, I got into the. I started in the borrowing centre, and that was soul destroying for me. You know, um, I really felt uncomfortable giving people payment breaks on uh, credit card debt that they could never repay, and then re recalculating uh, their their debt over a longer period with a. You know, what I mean, yeah, I'm with basically you, yeah. costing them more money. Yeah, and I just. It just, I was like, this is so dumb. You were listening to people who... The people that were phoning up... So naive. Yeah, they were phoning up desperately needing a payment break for three months so they could buy their kids um, Christmas presents. Yeah. And I was like... Make them, God. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just stop. No, yeah, yeah, I want this one. You you have to explain. Get some wood. (laughs) Go and make them a go-kart. It's just just (laughs) this thing that people They'll love you for much more. Yeah, exactly. Just wanting to to sort of give their kids... I mean, you can understand it from a a certain perspective, but, you know, there comes a time when you've got to say no. You know what I mean? You can't have have a new Xbox this this week, Alfie. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not happening. It's going to cost me... The, you know, I could have bought you three of them by the time I've paid this credit card debt off. Um, it, it it really didn't bother me. So I was lucky enough to um, the 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 research and development team started advertising only a couple of weeks or a couple of months after I got into Egg. So I applied because obviously I, I'm a bit more creative than I am a phone monkey. So I applied for it and. Um, Apparently, I the the the, um, the boss of the uh, who was doing the interviews said that my explanation as to I managed to put a box in what research and development was because I, I basically um, have you ever heard of the um, Red Bull Flirt tag? No. It's where teams of people get given basic equipment, 
and they have to make a flying machine. And then they run this flying machine off a ramp into the sea. Once you, you've probably seen I, it. I know it now, yeah. yeah. You, now you've explained it, so I fully know what you're on about. I basically um, referred the... Um, sorry, this is making my head... Uh, the, um, <laughs> this is the headphones. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I referred the research and development team because it had no budget. It had to fly. It had to sort of change processes. It had to do a lot of things and look into the way things were being done and um and make them better but again had no budget to do it so um it was an interesting sort of concept that i thought around and basically i got it won me a position on the team mm. so i was now working with owen mm. on the same team and uh we had many good years we dressed as you know we were sort of um there's pictures of us dressed as the uh the egg guinea pigs <laughs> you know, I don't remember the adverts and stuff like yeah, that. And I've seen it. We had some fun. Yeah, it was a fun team. the The actual egg environment was very, um, very unique. Very unique in in in, in, in um, but very progressive. Yeah. In that, the majority of people that worked there, it actually gave them confidence to do things, to do think other things and move on and actually grow and right. and actually open themselves up. It was very a very unique company to work for. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of people, I think, are still sort of like um, enjoying the, um, the time that they had there. They're, they're, what they learnt there was way more than just processes and um, and things like that. It was um, a, a lot. There's a lot more to that company. That it, it um, does sound a league of its own. The people it was, that I've met, well, obviously you, David, Owen, yeah, have all spoke of it in a, a completely new direction that I've never heard of a company act or operate before. Yeah, it was special. I feel it. I think it was special for individuals on an individual level as mm. well as just a, an environment that was um, cultivating minds and cultivating change, you know what I mean? Cultivating um, sort of like a different perspective on the banking industry, the credit card industry. There were, yeah, it was quite unique. Mm. Um, it's a shame that it obviously is no longer. Yeah. But... Um, it left lasting impressions on everybody that worked there. I'm pretty sure of that. So you, from that experience, felt that you could take a passion, have that uniqueness and newness, and go into doing tattoo at your own little space because you, you decided what you wanted to do. It just, yeah, it just happened at the same time. Okay. It happened at the same time. Um, and basically I used to... Uh, obviously do my research stuff when I got home, um, draw constantly when I got home. I was still doing shifts at, at Egg and this and the other. I was working pretty much seven days a week at the time because when I wasn't at Egg paying the bills, I was learning what I needed to learn and doing the research and contacting people and doing what I needed to do for my own thing. Mm. So it was all encompassing again. It was like you can't you can't get anywhere without putting the, putting the work in. So, you know basically i put the work in but it's the work that people don't see yes you know what i mean it's the it's the hours and hours of self-employment you know, self <laughs> well self-development self yeah. um self sort of uh education and you just do it it becomes it becomes encompassing it becomes, lifestyle yeah it becomes a lifestyle and um 
yeah, that's that's basically what happened. And then when on for you know, I was um, um, when I was asked, well, when when I started tattooing, and then obviously after after a while, it was starting to sort of pick up and build, and this and the other egg was starting to sort of like struggle so right. they were looking to make redundancies and literally got asked if uh if i was offered redundancy would i take it and i was just like hell yeah <laughs> Leave yeah, faith. yeah yeah give me yeah uh, i've got my road. show me the money yes you know what i mean yeah. show me the money i know wow. where i'm going and that's what funded my first uh, my first high street studio so what started making it busy? What's uh just even at home this is and you're, you're just ready to leave egg but you're saying it was getting busy, there was a home, people were coming to you. Yeah. How did you get a name in the game? I don't know. I just, honestly don't know. You were doing I it just good keep, keep word I just of mouth. kept going. I just kept going. Now, you know, it's it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. You know, there are failures, there are successes, there are the in betweens that are at the end of there. You know, it started um, it started off kind of like quite hit and miss you what know? does a failure look like tattooing? oh it's horrible <laughs> do they look back at it at the end and no just go, it's just no, it's dude. just things like you know um there's sort of machines and uh dealing with different types of machines and um you know everything's correctable if you do it you know sort of right. yeah so you know luckily a lot of the designs and stuff that i did in the past they weren't um massively cut to sort of wrong yeah you know what i mean the machines may have failed, but they can they they can be reworked, um, and that's that happens. You know, it, it happens right from the off. Um, you are not, you know, uh, you are not brilliant at everything that mm. you do. Um, it takes time. Now, been at it twenty years. You know, I mean, it's everything's second nature now. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But back in the beginning, yeah, I look back on some things and. Most tattooists, I think, if they're honest with themselves, will cringe when they see tattoos that they did when they first started. Mm. Um, even at the time, if you thought they were really good, and they may well have been good for the time, um, 20 years on, you've changed a hell of a lot. Um, and yeah, so it was... Do you think you kept longevity of it, though? Because your purpose was just more than, I enjoy doing this but you had a niche and something you were interested in involved in the culture behind the tattoos that you were doing. So yeah, it kept I believe you, that helped. Kept it, you doing it. It kept me... Uh, focused. kept me focused on doing it right. Yes. You know, it kept me focused on doing the right thing and, and, and pushing my own style within it, which I now believe I'm starting to really sort of like get. You know what I mean? It's uh, It's... My work is identifiable. There's been um, there's been a um, an instance where uh, there were six of my tattoos in a random bar in um, Mexico one night, bro. And I got messages. It was really. It was just. It was. It was. I just had to laugh. It Did, was so. But cool. how beautiful is this in yeah. tattooing that you're making them connections? Like yeah. people that would never have gone up to one another and had a chat. Yeah. Saw the artwork and have gone. I need to speak to this. And man. It's, it who did this? It was, it was. It was kind of thing. I got a text message saying there's six tattoos of your your you're doing in this bar in, in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. 
that's like not three no, separate that's parties really or really weird yeah it was bizarre <laughs> you know what i mean can i just go for a break? wee yeah of course yeah, man yeah just have a minute and Mate. uh of course. You've been feeding me water. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Going mate, straight through. Don't me. worry, I edit this part. <laughs> I need one too. 3,000 whoop who's later. So we were talking about all these blokes in Mexico who are met over oh, yeah. your tattoos. Yeah. And this is when you're in a bit of a good flow with tattooing. You, you're um, pretty busy. Yeah, I've been going for a little while at this point, you know, and... Um... You've had a payout from Egg as well then this was way before this was when i first right. that was when i first started to I put the money into um the first shop okay let's yeah so you're going into business now yeah starting to starting to make it sort of like you know sort of formal if you yes like. um although you know everything was legal and above board where it was it just yep. got me to a point where i could be much i was much more relaxed and then i thought okay well now i've got a little bit of of an incentive mm. let's see if we can get it you know, now obviously the tattoo politics is a little bit Go um, on, i'm not involved in it so <laughs> mate it's politics in every it's field, politics but... in everything but you know the tattoo world itself can be a little bit um a little bit tricky to navigate sort of people and egos and i've heard stuff. i've got a few friends that yeah. work in the industry yeah, it's uh, it, it's difficult. What, what's know? the biggest fact? Is it just literally to playground stuff of my art's better than your art, or yeah? But it doesn't doesn't stop there. It's I like... said art's not art. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to believe you. you yeah. said <laughs> but basically, um, yeah, they um, it, it is school ground politics. It, yeah. it really is. It's like you know, um, everybody's fighting for turf. Everyone's fighting for kind of like oh um such and such is better than such and such and, and it's like stop you know what i mean what the hell is wrong and you also get clients of other tattoo artists sort of like being defensive of other tattoo artists if you're sort of like close your proximity is close or something like mm. this it's really bizarre it yeah. really is you have to have a thick skin i mean obviously coming from a kind of fight gym background in many yeah. respects I could take, I could take it. It didn't, yeah. didn't scare me, didn't bother me, didn't, wasn't worried about it. The threats that I got uh, initially for opening up on the high street and this, that and the other. Mafia store, like Yeah, you stuff. can get, the, the, it, it's not like that now. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've been in, I've been in business now for 20 years nearly. Um, and it stopped. You know what I mean? I, 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 for the first, for the first kind of, year or two it was a little bit like that and then when you re they you know when it's sort of realized that uh, you're not going anywhere mm. they tend to just get on with things and uh, you know how much time do you want to give something that's not going to change so you know i never bothered i just keep quiet and just um keep out of all that it's, rubbish it's wild especially in the creative industry though the the only thing that makes you unique is you Mm. You've got your own little special gift, and people will come back to you. It's a very intimate environment, isn't it? Tattooing. It is. So they want to be with the person that you're carving into their skin. They they need a good energy there. They need a good uh, person just in front of them, and they need to like what you do. Yeah. So there's so much behind it. I feel it's very. It doesn't make a lot of sense why artists get so scared about themselves. Because I think. Well, I think. Um... 
I think we've slipped off the Mexico thing, haven't we? A little yeah, bit. That... Uh, we'll go back to that at some point. Now. Yes, because I'm. Um, but basically, I think there are two types of tattoo company. Mm. Now, more and more now, you've got artists who are coming out of university at ridiculously high levels of um, ability. And then they're finding their way into the tattoo world because it is all of a sudden a very cool um, environment to be part of. Mm. Historically, it's always been kind of like frowned upon and, uh, you know, sort of like you're all criminals. There's hmm. some very funny website, uh, Facebook pages against tattooers. God hates you. God hates us. And <laughs> apparently... Uh, if you're a tattooed person, you're 98% more liable to abuse your children. I've seen it. They've yeah, seen all yeah, that sort yeah, of crap. I've seen it, yeah. And, you know, th- th- that's how it used to be. Now, we've tattooed 82-year-old women mm. who came into the studio because it was on her bucket list. She always wanted a tattoo. And her mum, she was frightened to death of her, or the reaction of her family. She was 82-year-old. She'd finally got to the point where she said, Do you know what? stuff it i'm doing it mm. and um and and she she basically had her first tattoo at 82 years old it was quite funny you see outside my shop now we all ride bikes um and she used to park her little zimmer uh, little moto uh <laughs> mobility scooter outside outside the show it's hilarious harley davidson mobility yeah, yeah mobility scooter. <laughs> it was hilarious it really was funny uh, and and she completely um she completely didn't give a monkeys. Mm. It was funny. It was so good. Well, do you want to jump back into the Mexico? I know it took us off board because <laughs> yeah. we were talking about the two different types of tattoo artists. Yeah. But yeah, take us back into Mexico if um, <laughs> there's more to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, it uh, it turned out um, obviously there were six of my um, my pieces in one bar in Mexico. And I don't know if this has ever happened to anybody else, but I was getting messages like, you know, um, one, uh, client of mine who, um, he's a, um, plastic surgeon mm. from, uh, a very highly rated plastic surgeon, Harley street, uh, London university he used to teach in this. I know has got a practice in Winchester or something like this now. And, um, he, it's pretty much got half his body covered by me. Um, so it's like kind of, okay, there's this world of like professional and then there's this, the tattoo world. It's like, um, and he was in uh, Cancun or somewhere that, that way and went into this bar and saw this guy. And he says, Excuse me, can I ask you, did your tattoo? And it wasn't Tony, was it? And apparently the reaction was quite, uh, yeah. <laughs> so my little tattoo studio in Ilkeston. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has had um, quite a it's just that unique, far-reaching kind of like thing. I've had. Um, there's a guy. He actually was a local guy in Ilkeston. I did a Kiratui piece on him, and he went on a cruise. It was his second. I'm trying to remember back. It's. Um, um, it was a an anniversary, wedding anniversary, I believe. And for to mark this anniversary, they did a cruise around um, Hawaii, mm. somewhere around that way. And um, 
It's another culture. Yeah, yeah. They went. They went to uh, Hawaii on a, on some sort of cruise or something, um, because it's what they did when they first got married. And this was to mm. was it obviously I did this this piece of work on him and the cultural representatives of the boat on the cruise ah. actually came up to him and asked him which one of their boys did the tattoo. And he looked at him and he says, uh, um, sorry, I don't know. He said, which, which island did you do? Which, which one of us do, you know, our boys did, did your work? And he was like, um, <laughs> no, it was, a, it was Tony and Ilkeston <laughs> in, in the UK. And they didn't believe him. They're like, no, no, that's impossible. There's, uh, you know, nobody's doing that work that well. Really? Um, yeah. And, and he was like, no, seriously, here you go. And apparently that's happened to a number of people. People have been stopped in Vegas. People have been stopped um, in Europe. People have been stopped. I've had people flying from Switzerland, from Paris, from a number of places for work, you know, to, to get work done. Um, I'm extremely blessed. Extremely it, when they're going to that extent of coming to you, is that because not just the style, but they do have the philosophy that they want to be a part of? And because you do it so well, they're thinking, well, that's my closest place to go to get it as um, well done. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, I think that's an element of it. Um, I think a lot of the time people, so they've followed me on Instagram, they've followed me on Facebook or something like that because, you know, and they've come across, stumbled across my work. It was one of the guys that um, I had mentioned about the comments in um, on some, um, some Facebook page or website or something that um, Tony Unwin's um, work is akin to you know, up there with um and they they did mention a couple of maori um tattooers okay who i would consider as royalty right in the tattoo you know in that style of tattoo and i would never put myself in the same sentence as them as somebody felt that um my work is um it is kind of up there with theirs, which was extremely humbling mm. um, and quite scary <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. It's like, oh shit, no pressure then, you wow. know. Um, but you know, that's um, it, it's people's opinions and and people's. Um, I just I try not to let that sink in, and I don't let that control me. It's just I do. Uh, I constantly try and strive for my look. Yes. Now I've got to a point where it's I want it to look like my version of. Yes. As opposed to any other, you know what I mean. And and that's what makes the 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 Mexico thing so. It's um, wild. Poignant to mm. me is the fact that my work was recognised somewhere else by somebody else, and you know it. it it's not just generic mm. you know it's not um could you ever um do you, have you ever turned down doing a tattoo if you feel quote unquote it's not for the right reason or they want to morph it away from what you do have you had people say yeah i know you've got a style but i want this um i don't take it on anyway i've never had a, a 
I've never got into any kind of conversation that would mean me saying, no, I'm not doing it like that. I see. Um, basically, people come to me and they, they will show me um, graphic designs or images of other tattoos. A lot of the time, they bring my own work back to me mm-hmm. and say, oh, oh, can I have this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, why? I said, you can have a version of it. Yes. But you cannot have that one because I will do it freehand. Yeah. So everything's drawn freehand, nothing's duplicated. So the the fact that I'm working freehand on you will mean that the flow is completely mm. different. I will take it in a completely different way just because I you know, so I tend to talk like you know, we we did earlier and sort of I get a feeling for the person and see what's you know, um and uh add the elements that within the tattoo that they want you were saying about your tattoos all our poignant sort of moments in your life and you know, and your various sort of like uh, timelines of the journey yeah um they would be represented within the actual tattoo whether yes. we do them the same um as you know the wheel or you know the sort of something like that it'll be within the pattern somewhere huh. within there i love uh, i love this you know yeah so we'd be working we'd work in your personal elements oh. and they're not the same as a maori person's personal elements because theirs would be more structured within their culture we can be a little bit more freer mm. in many ways in that we can add elements that necessarily wouldn't be there mm. because if you was having a, a completely traditional look you probably wouldn't put um a, a ship's wheel yes in it you know what i mean you, yeah i you, completely get you yeah you may not put um sort of any, you're any, putting any, a spin on it <laughs> no yeah no yeah, pun you, no no, no, no <laughs> pun but um you, you probably wouldn't if it was um a, a traditional look yes um so we we do have a little bit of flexibility with the Kiritui style because it is a representation and an inspiration um or inspirational look from um that do you do you feel a duty though while you're sat with somebody to educate and tell them the history and the culture behind it not so much anymore no, no. not not so much um not many people that I, I I tell enough, mm. you know, if you know what I mean, because and if they're inspired, use, they'll go if, down. If that. They, they'll ask questions, yes, yeah. you know, they'll ask questions if they're inspired, if they want to know more, and you know, the internet knows far more than I do. Mm. You know what I mean? There's still sort of like I say, there's still a lot I don't know. There's still a lot that I could really immerse myself into, and I would absolutely love it. Um, you know. Um, a, a Simone um, sort of hand tapper. We used to do the tattoo shows and conventions, and I got to meet a couple of uh, a sort of um, a sort of traditional guys, mm. and um, they. It was really nice one day to sort of walk into. I think it was a London show, and one of these guys shouts me across from me, "Hey, Tony!" sort of thing, and I was like, "It's." Uh, I won't mention his name, but you know, yeah. he said. Uh, I was like, how's he doing? He's like, good, are you? And I'm like, yeah. And he knows what I do. He's a complete um, traditional um, Samoan tattooer. You know, he does the ceremonies before he starts tattooing. He hand taps everything. 
and he it's his life it's yeah. his family's life you know what i mean but he said uh, about me he he respects what i do because um people like me keep his culture alive every time i tattoo this is his words not mine every time that i tattoo the same shapes i'm promoting his culture mm. which he is 100% like behind um as long as obviously people understand that the, the the reality is this is just skin art this you're is not taking it for this granted is, is, don't all. take this for granted you are you are just you know this is just art this yes. is just pattern art on on somebody like me himself apart from the times where we add our own elements into it and obviously the flow and uh, and the you can always adopt that the flow of a tattoo is how it works with your body anyway. Mm. So that's completely personal. That's completely who you are. Um, and as long as they look, they to the trained eye, look different. And I say different when I, you know, they're obviously in my style. Yes. So they're going to look similar because they're in my style. We don't know. These people doing these tattoos all have a a style that is to the trained eye very specific um but uh yeah it's it's different to what other people do some people can't get the balance right it's and there's a lot of balance about it you know it's about the uh the width of the negatives <laughs> against you know the sort of the positives and and so on and so forth and there is a I love these intricacies. Yeah, there's, there is. We could drill down into yeah. that and make you know sort of the the width of the lines and the de depths of the uh, the shading and stuff like that. And I tend now to do a lot of um, layers. Right. I, I okay. like to see layers, which means me doing a lot of shading over over different elements that cross over each other, so you can you can really give that illusion of um, depth. Hmm. You know, yeah. into it, so there are layers of pattern, sort of thing, and I'm sort of still working on. I'm still working. I'm still developing that, and it's I'm still trying to get that sort of um, that kind of. Um, well, it's it's an illusion, you know, that illusion that um, that's a lovely as word, a, as it. opposed to it being flat, black on on. Is that how you skin. started? Really, was it quite sort of one dimensional? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's pattern on. I mean, it's black and it's what you know, black or white or black or skin. Let's say. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, but obviously now, um, now I'm sort of building in more complexity to the layers and more direction to um, to to the actual pattern work that's going into different. It's folding in and out of itself and. Uh, layering up and mm. you know layering over and underneath and just being more flowy there's more flow within the flow sort of thing so you I know, look, yeah you know, yeah it's um yeah as, a, as an artist you've got to have that that starting vantage point haven't you sort of my poetry was very rhyming couplets it was just and now the inner rhymes i found the importance of them yeah and as you keep probably two or three years of developing that yeah and then as that goes you even find the words that fit your cadence yeah and words that fit your tone yeah and certain 
dialect that you'd use yes. and no one else would use yeah. and you can be playful with that then yeah. and it always morphs if you're open for that morph that's right and you can always start to sort of like trip the tempo a little bit yeah, halfway yeah. through and yeah I, I, I get it. and it's exactly the same for me I don't know if it's, a, it's a, obviously audio stuff uh, is something I've not really done a great deal of I, I've done a, a bit of writing in my mm. time um and, you know, it's one of those things I play with and sort of flirt with from time to time, but nothing really ever sort of sticks with that, with it, with that sort of stuff. But it's the same It's the same thing. For me, art is, is about feeling. When I'm drawing something, I feel Definitely. what I'm doing. and The good stuff does. <laughs> yeah. So every one of my tattoos, when I draw it on, so I draw with Sharpie, Mm-hmm. And I start with a light Sharpie and then I'll go to a dark, slightly darker color Sharpie. And I usually take about three or four passes before I've got the actual flow of the actual flow of the tattoo um, around the body and around the actual limb that I'm, I'm working on. And and then it's a it's a feeling. Mm. It's a, it becomes a feeling. It's sort of like a, the pattern work that starts to go and how it flows, how the pattern work goes. If it feels right with me, yeah, it goes in. Yeah. So if it doesn't, it's like having a writer's block. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So it's many a, connections and commonalities. It doesn't stop. I, I have, oh, I have a um, one one story. I have a guy. Um, his family came up from Luton. They now live uh, Dubai or something now. This. They're from New Zealand. And um, they came to me for a Kiratui tattoo. Um, he's he, he, so he came one year. He did this. We drew it all on and everything. Was having a good laugh about things. And obviously, the uh, the act, New Zealand accent is quite funny. It's like, wonder we're not set out on your dick. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sit on the dick. Sit on the dick. But. Um, we were having a laugh about stuff, and I'm designing and drawing this thing, and then we got to tattooing it, and um, got to putting the pattern work in. And within the Maori sort of flow of a tattoo, um, all the elements and karu connected to the the actual main stem of the karu are um, people connected to you, mm. so in some way, shape, or form. Now I mentioned, alluded to it a little bit before. Um, the sort of area of the body as well can have an impact on to what goes into there. So this was a back of the shoulder and somewhere up here. And, and I got the elements in for um, his siblings, uh, his sister and his brother and his kids. Was, all these elements were all sort of within the actual um, flow. There was, a, there was another one. And I was like... Um, you got another another brother or sister and he's like no I'm like alright okay so I'm still, trying, I'm still trying to draw this thing and then and I couldn't think of anything to go into there was nothing coming into this particular it, it was actually here that's why I'm doing that because mm. it's that shape and the, this flow was coming in I was like on the shoulder it was just on the back of the shoulder yeah. here and I was like are you sure you've not got another brother or sister? And he's like, no. You know, he's thinking, I've already told you twice, you know, yeah. this sort of thing, you weirdo. You know, and I'm like, all right, what? Well, he's like, well, so I said, look, 
I'm just hitting a block. I'm hitting, I've got nothing to go in here. But I want to do this, which indicates you've got another brother or sister. And he's looking at me like, are you on crack? You know, he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what's your problem? And I'm like, sorry, man, I'll come back to it in a bit. And we're carrying on with the tattoo. A couple of minutes later, his wife turned around and she goes, oh, my God, what about your Colin? And he looked, and he, he literally looked at me and his eyes came wide open. He had got another brother named Colin who was actually adopted out at birth. But he was still oh part, my God. part of his family. Dude. And... <laughs> It's it's nuts. You it, do it, it to me every <laughs> half hour. <laughs> it, I've got a few stories like this. Some some very strange things happen with these tattoos, and um, I can't explain it. I just put it out there as to that's what that's what I was getting at that time. That's what I wanted to put in there. I didn't know what else to do, and I could not do anything with that particular mm. era until he accepted. The fact that he had another brother. And straight away did it come, the, the yeah, thing you are... Yeah, boom, you, straight oh, in. Wow. And it made sense. Yes. Yeah. And, it made, and it made sense. Um, so, again, whether you believe in sort of like that connection Mate, to, um, within the world, you know, whether you've got, uh, yeah, some sort of like knowledge of uh, of that sort of stuff I deeper don't, understanding yeah it's a deeper understanding to me like I say it's nothing major special it's stuff that we all know we all can connect to this consciousness and we probably do we just don't acknowledge it and I've learnt through uh, through instances like that through instances of my painting that's got me out to South Dakota that there is there is more mm. You know, there's more to our communication that we are not Mate, it, allowing. This is stunning. Same with um, with writing exactly. I'll pick a topic or something that I'm particularly interested in or enthused by at a time. It could be something beautiful. Or it could be death. It could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'll let myself free flow. And the second a blockage comes up, I'll give it. 10 minutes to 20 minutes but then I can just go into a real reel of mm, I don't know what to say and everything's grinding and then I'll leave it yeah or I can get through it but I will always leave it and it always comes it'll be mid-session and I just have to stop yeah but I'm quite a sensitive guy now I'm quite tuned in or really feeling a lot more now yeah and when it comes I get the biggest wave of I've cried at times I'm mid-set and just tears start going down my face yeah and I'm like, I know the thing I wanted to say yeah and it'll always come and I just stop everything write it down and I move on and it's the most beautiful light feeling you can ever yeah, imagine when it, when it, when it, when it lands, comes yeah you're just like yeah, okay I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go again but you don't know sometimes it happens and you just don't know how to get through it I fought against it before and it yeah. did it did come. Yeah. I was like, no, there's a way to execute this and articulate it in a much better way. That's the way. And it's just one word sometimes. Yeah. It's literally all you're searching for. You can go on a thesaurus. You can go as far yeah. as you need. And I've fought it and it's been there. Yeah. But I've found a real good way now is also leaving it when you need to. Yeah. 
because the the constant fight takes so much energy. Yeah, it does. It drains. And you you don't need to push yourself there too much, yeah. knowing that it's going to come. I was having this particular battle with um, some of the um, the helmet painting um, mm. stuff doing recently. I've had, I've had to park the whole thing um, because, like I say, I can't do everything. Um, I'm able to sort of do a number of things and there's one project that i will be picking the paint the the, uh, the spray guns up again very soon because uh, my um my custom truck is nearly finished nice and, uh, i've been working on this for four or five years and uh yeah this is this is a um this is a project this is a passion project of a different type yeah um but the um the paint scheme that's going on it comes back full circle it comes back into where i'm at you know Always I mean? does. Where I've, where I've, joseph yeah. campbell story <laughs> the hero's journey it is <laughs> this this um this truck was a uh, was a uh it, it's been a mission absolute mission um and obviously it's it's been t- it's taken a long time because it takes a chunk of money and it's um it's been done bit by bit and I've done some of the work myself. I've uh, a company called Jack Shack are doing a lot of the fabrication work. I've done a lot of the stuff, and we started this a few years ago, and um, it's now it's now nearly ready. It's almost ready. We'll be on the road within the month. Or, Beautiful, you know. And I'm so looking forward to that. It's uh, it's an incredible looking beast. It's actually on my Facebook. You see, uh, oh, I'll, where, put, where I'll we, put a link to it. Yeah, we, we, there's the truck. There's a if you look in the photos, there's actually a whole um, album of the whole build, right from the very beginning when it was just a pile of metal, mm. and um, you see where it's at now and where it. I'm excited because I know where it's going. Mm. So I've got an idea of where it's where it's going to be in a matter of uh, weeks. So um, I'm, I'm really but again from a creative point of view, that started because the tattooing started to not get stale, but I needed another influence to sort of give me a jolt mm. again and be creative kind of like um, spur just to um, to do something different. Um, and that's when I started to learn to airbrush and started to learn the, the uh, custom paint skills and bodywork skills and stuff like that, and panel beating to some extent. And um, yeah, that's although it's something I won't, I, I kind of, I'll never be um, a f- do as a full job because I just don't have the time. But it is it has become a, a passion. You mm. know, what I mean, it's so nice as, as an escape. To do something creative, but um, but different in a similar way. Do you have if a, that makes any it, sort of sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, do you have a preference? Well, I think sometimes with tattooing, the hardest part of it, with all due respect, is people. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was ready it for, really for is. the people part. Yeah, the people part can be really difficult to actually, and not just not not people that you're working on. Working, but people you're working with, yeah. And sometimes, because I now own a company, or I own two companies, um, dealing with logistics of running a company, dealing with the um, the bullshit that comes with studio politics, dealing with other people's egos, dealing with other people that don't like the way that 
the studio does some things, but they think they can do better and they think they know better and they and all that shit mm. is draining. Yeah, it's absolutely draining, and um, it does, so sometimes I need to switch off. I need to switch off from that environment and recharge in an, another, another way. way. Yeah. Um, um, and that seems to work. So I kind of, I, I tend to skill. I even taught, I, I went to college and learned to weld because um, it was something different, but I could see creative elements within the weld process that I absolutely love. I really do wish I could spend more time sticking metal together. It's amazing. I've got uh, some jobs for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it is, uh, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and which spurred on the truck build. You know, I learned to weld so I could build the back end of my truck. And so I did that. And then I, I sort of tacked it all up, and all right, my welding's not the best in the world. So then I ship it down to Jack, who then sort of like makes it, all good again a double level you know yeah. what I mean so exactly but uh, you know again don't profess to be professional at it or you know but uh, I I love designing bikes and custom bikes and I love doing custom paintwork and stuff like that the, the paintwork side of things is more me than the, the, the actual grinding and bolting of things you know what I mean but um, I can appreciate it and you i can respect get, the art form I, I of can that. Get in, and i can get into it i can mm. i can get into it and do it you know a little bit and and surprise myself at my competency uh, or inadequacy you, you transform you know. your life don't you do you know when you yeah. have a creative brain yeah but you can start seeing the creativity in everything everything yeah the, the, it opens up a new avenue and angle my, mom, my mom's always always had a, a thing about the fact that i never stay still i never i'm never 100 percent on one thing the tattooing has been my most consistent creative um journey but as a creative i take inspiration and i want to learn how to do everything yeah i want to learn how to weld i want to learn how to tig i want to learn how to uh i've got the machines i just need the time you know uh, i just like um Obviously, my new thing that I think we'll talk about is uh, shortly is, or in a bit is uh, is another creative element. I've done photography. I've been a photographer. Huh? I've been a videographer. Um, I've edited stuff. I've done so many different creative things. Um, the one consistent was the tattooing. Mm. Tattooing has always grounded me. That's drawn you in, yeah, to the creative that's world. That's always, always ground. Well, I've always been creative. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I've got design degrees. I've got, uh, um, sorry, I said plural. It's not. It's a degree. <laughs> I've only got one. Um, but um, you know, it was a world that fascinated me. It's yeah. so there's so much that can be done, and it's um, that's kind of who I am. Mm. You know, I, I will always be that person that can turn um, something into a creative endeavour. Yeah. You know, um, and I've come to terms with it now. It used to be, why why am I a little bit flighty? Why do I do this and then do that? Why do I do this? And this was my internal battle. And sometimes it would kind of be negative in my, in, in, and stuff. Sometimes I would be like, yeah, but, you know, I need to learn to weld 
because I want to build my own truck. Yes. You know. This is why we're connecting strongly, because I'm the exact same character, and my mum has always put it in a really negative light. Mm. You can't just stick to one thing. You can exactly. never stick to this. Yeah. I, I bought a drum set, and you have a, a year on it or whatever, and then you're off. Yeah. What's the? I'm not going to get you anything again. And that was a kid. She asked, probably about eight, probably seven, got me a thing. I didn't stick to it. So then she was like, not going to bother anymore. Yeah. But I just needed an eclectic mix of loads of different endeavours. And say with my poetry, got me into schools, prisons and teaching. I love that side. But then I got into cameras and film because of it. I was, how can I, rather than the audio and just say this thing, how do you bring it to life? How do you turn it into a film? Yeah. What, What am I saying? How does it? be represented yeah but then you get in a camera and you've got to learn iso whatever that means you've got to learn yeah. aperture you've got to learn the focus and all yeah. that but because i want yeah do you so... want to specialize shutter priority or aperture yeah, priority? Yeah. Do you want to, you know, <laughs> and uh... because i'm so desperate for my vision to come to life that's where the learning comes yeah. and it's a new step and a new step yeah but because education sort of very this analytical way of thinking and regurgitate information sit learn do this it doesn't take into account people like us and how we like to express ourselves and learn and be moving no a lot of the time i think think it's it's getting better i think i was about to say i think it's better now i think there there is acknowledgement of different types of learners definitely um and different styles of learning um but i i i I still think you know i think by time somebody who is like us unless they've been able to find one of their um one of their avenues yeah to basically base themselves on i love what you're saying yeah um to be able to explore other avenues and other things most people get stuck yeah most people get lost and they get frustrated and they aren't able to then um expand on their creativity because the whether it be financial or um just again time it's mm. you, know, you know or whatever else is going on whatever whatever the restrictions may be i'm extremely blessed that i found or tattooing found me yeah you know and um i've been able to put the time in i needed to get to a level that has now allowed me to take a step back and explore yes other ways of expressing what i want to express and how i want to do it my truck is a personal kind of like bucket list thing that yeah. i as a kid always wanted a, you know i always wanted a bike i always wanted um a, a custom truck i always wanted to be able to build part of it if not all of it uh i'm definitely going to be painting this thing yeah you know and that is going to be a truck that um, that stays in my family. It will, I will not be getting rid of. Yeah, um, family heirloom. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, not because it's the, the cost. It's just uh, it's just the um, all the ideas that have gone into it make this this truck so unique and different to what it is, uh, to to what it should be. Uh, purists out there are probably going. Destroyed it, <laughs> a bastard. <laughs> you know, hang him. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. There's no, purists everywhere, it's man. It's mine. Yeah, that's mine. That's my expression. That's my. Mm. That's my beast. Mm. And um, luckily, I am. 
Jack is a very gifted fabricator. He's 20-something years old, and he's, like, he's just like a... We get on really well, and I threw my ideas at him. He then refines them, makes them work. You know what I mean? Um, he's got a, a truck called the Jackal. It's on Facebook. And that's um, that was a whole bunch of my ideas for my truck that he did. He even got inspired. My truck's quite a long one. It's a uh, three six like a nine foot bed. So he extended his actual truck, which was a short bed, yeah, to a nine foot because he loved the nine foot bed thing. Um, and then I uh, say earlier this year, um, we got to talking about getting mine finished. And so I threw some ideas at him. This is where I want it to go now. It has evolved. It's changed a lot from what we were doing with it. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just cracked on. And uh, yeah, it's is it's it special. is it set you back a bit with the financially? Is it have you put a lot into it? As, yeah, I, yeah, I think I put yeah a fair old chunk in it's it. It's a, yeah. a good chunk. Yeah, it's a fair old chunk of. Uh, what, what's the plan with it? Are you looking to travel with it and stuff, or I'm going to stare at it. <laughs> I'm going to. It's going to be the most expensive garden ornament ever. It's. Uh, I might make a fountain out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I, um, I want to show it. Yeah. I want to do some shows with uh, Jack this year. Um, we want to take both the trucks because it's basically they are brothers. These two trucks are related you can see it right from the uh, the um the design the you know everything to them they are um definitely from the same stable and uh i think they'll look pretty impressive together um so yeah i'm excited for that this year that's something that again this is completely different um a different avenue to anything else but does it i think the reward will be when you do these other endeavors does it give breath back to the tattooing? Do you know, because you've spun plates elsewhere, do you get a thirst? This is the peacock. <laughs> <laughs> do you get a thirst for going back into where you began? Um, I think so. Um, it's, I think the departure from the focus... If I take the focus off what I'm doing um, regards to tattoo work, mm. because that is full on. Yeah. I mean, we're, I, I work pretty much, still work pretty much seven days a week. Um, just because the the amount of work is so heavy mm. that I have to do seven days a week. Um, I tend to sort of like have a day or two when I can. And obviously I go home to Spain um so uh, as much as i can let's say but mm. it's sometimes it, it, you know there is a gap and then i come back and i do some more work and i go back and stuff like that my my, my wife she's over there and uh yeah we're, we're a thousand miles apart for uh most of the time at the minute but uh the marriage is doing really well mm. um i think distance helps yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i'd drive her crazy if i was there all the time but uh, now it's um, um, it re it refocuses me on some things, you know, um, and I'm I'm just really this the truck thing has been a long a long project. It's been four to five years. 
Um, and yeah, it's had a variety of different sort of lives. It's been on the road before. It's not obviously not on the road at the moment. Um, and it's had to wait. It's had to wait its time. So, um, yeah, but it's, it does, it fuels other things. Mm. Um, I've already got other things going on. As you know, should we go into them? If you want, yeah, yeah, go on. Well, well, you're such a fascinating man. You've got a lot. (laughs) You're very inspiring. Uh, I, I I think I'm looking at you like I want to be. Do what you do. (laughs) Do do what you do. Never stay still. Uh, You know, and and that's. I think that's something that I just. I've only recently, you know, sort of, in my age, it's just. I just realised who I am and how I am and start, and I'm comfortable. Tony, let with me it. move that chicken. He's <laughs> getting on my nose. <laughs> More moments later. Sorry, audience, just had to go and beat me cock. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. keep doing what you do. Uh, keep changing. Keep moving. Yeah. Um, I think that's been something that you know it's took me a while to understand. Um, obviously, kind of like we we touched on it earlier, the sort of the negativity of like, yeah, you never stick to something, you never do this, you never. Do. Well, actually, I've realised that I do stick to something. I stick to the fact that I'm a creative person, mm. and that's who I am. That's helped me. Just, I'm going to take that away from this podcast. Yeah. That's really good. That's who you are. That's so. Do what you do. Be creative. Be that person. Um, don't be protective, mm. you know. So, 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 you know, let it let it be. Just let it flow, um, in whatever form it wants to come out in. You know, it's uh, you, you 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 you're only sort of like fooling yourself if you if you don't let it go. As far as I'm concerned, so it means you you you're signing up to a life of of uh, education, because everything you do you need to learn and relearn things that you did before but now need to implement again you need to bone up on you know i say one one of my next projects is a little bit different um and more coming at from a comedy aspect um regards um conversations and pod, you know the mm. podcast thing um I don't want to sort of like do um, the same as what's been done regards the, the tattoo world. It's based around the tattoo world, but I don't want to sort of like um, do the same sort of like a podcast talking about people's tattoos and their stories of how they got these, want these t- tattoos or so on and so forth. You know, it just to me. As I said before, the Miami Ink kind of like, oh, I'm having this tattoo because my dog died and he you know, got run over by a by a dolphin somewhere randomly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not interested in, in, in that. I'm interested in the actual experience the person is having at the same time. That's cool. You know what I mean? That's a different and dynamic. It's It's like, you know, I chat shit. Yeah, I mean, we, I could chat shit all day long, you know, and sort of obviously um, when it comes to the banter within the tattoo studio, it's harsh. That's where the element I want to go to. It's harsh, but it's funny. 
and it's also um, not particularly PC in many respects, but I think it's also taken as banter mm. and not actually offensive. Um, so I'm I'm looking I'm exploring that world at the minute. That's sort of the podcast and the um, the YouTuber kind of world of um, how how the tattoos. The tattoo environment is in on a day to day. How did this idea start conjuring up? Was it just sitting there? Because thinking, I've got a bunch of brilliant. loons that I tattoo, and <laughs> we just end up laughing for most of the day. You know, it's uh, it, it it's just like some of the stuff is just incredible. Yeah, it is just. I don't know how to. Uh, you know, you should all used to watch the Desmonds. <laughs> you know, it's like the Desmonds on steroids. <laughs> It's like, you know, you're in a, whether it be in a barbershop, a hairdresser's, a tattoo artist or something like this, these characters just come in and they are real people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they say the weirdest shit. Yeah. And I had in between is in my head. <laughs> same as, same as, you know, it's, um, it, it's just, that's, it just dawned on me one day that. If there was a fly on the wall. If there was a fly on the wall, mm. we would either be knighted or lynched. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> Both on the same day probably, sometimes. Yeah, that was a winning winner. <laughs> so it's, it, it's just, um, yeah, it, was just, it just hit me. So working out the text on that, you know, now is, is where I'm at. So we're, gonna, we're trying to um, sort of get the, um, we've got the gear. We've got to now make it work and basically start doing a couple of samples. Do you think you might start off with like a monthly podcast to start you off and see how you get on? Or have you mm. got the idea to start running? Well, one of the one of the sort of, like I say again, that's the basis. From that, there has been a number of ideas of how to do this. Um, one is to record and simply put one out at a time. Mm. whether that be one month, one week, one you know, a quarter or whatever it may be. Or do we spend a period of time of recording a variety of people either being tattooed or not being tattooed, but in the tattoo chair, having, you know, sort of getting the content that we want, then edit it as a um, compilation. Mm. So do we edit yeah, it as yeah, a compilation? Do we then sit with that compilation, play it, and then talk about it? Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's so much it, There are so many sort of permutations of this format yes. that we could go down. So I now want to sort of like um, get the infrastructure together. Yes. Start playing with the format. Start playing with the conversation. Mm-hmm start having a laugh yeah you know ultimately it's just a laugh you know it's like let's not take this too serious you know yes um and we'll see what happens yeah we'll see where it goes and creatively see where it wants to go mm. um i'm thinking this is the same with you that when you first started you didn't think it would be in this particular format where we're at now but you started off and it's basically grown its own wings and yes. it's now sort of like I think that's it, and that's I've added to it too. Sort of this um, was nearly the direction I wanted to go. Um, being a podcast where I met awesome people that inspired me, 
and we were just going to free flow because I'm self-employed and a lot of my day is spent on my own mm. and growing up on a farm a lot of people think oh amazing so lucky and they yes but the grass is always greener yeah and I felt very alienated as a kid mm-hmm. and I didn't have many friends around so hearing audiobooks and stories and podcasts were my solace through life they've right. always just been a friend to me so I wanted to create something that wasn't all about maximum impact and optimal information it was just two mates catching up yeah being there yeah. and being a friend for that younger self yeah so that the the back of the bus sessions has always been an idea of that but as i've been doing it i've been meeting awesome people and going we need to take this into another podcast territory yeah so i've, I've had one that was called a series of theories and it was me and this band and we just love old you know um faulty towers uh, and series like that yeah and we'd just be talking about them for 20 minutes and just picking certain episodes and certain yeah. series and just saying that bit and that bit yeah that took a form and another person that came on is a professional hula hooper but she um really loves food we got into food and we were talking for probably about an hour on different restaurants we've been to and yeah. foodie parts. So we started up another one called the the Taster Sessions. Yeah, and we have a question and then we invite somebody, a local business to come on and taste some of their food and sample. So we have little taster sessions of their product and then a question. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's just why I love podcasts. There's so much scope yeah, and possibility. I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of like keying into that sort of um way of thinking mm. you know the sort of the podcast sort of um production kind of um thought processes like you say of, of how things can um manifest yes and so without going into any kind of like uh sort of like specific format patterns or anything like yeah, that yeah. you know this no is, sneaky ideas yeah this, i'm just literally uh formulating the the basic idea first of set up yeah sample see where we go yeah so you know I mean that and that and that's um so it's things like obviously the uh, distribution you start looking at uh, so figuring out how to record edit yeah. distribute and once you've got all that nailed then it is really about the creativity. There you go. You know what I mean? The creative side of it. It's back to what we were talking to with comes, your tattoo there. Comes full circle. <laughs> always. Comes, always comes full circle. This is mm. just the way like we are. This is we are creative people. Don't be ashamed of it. Do what you do. Mm. And you know, I mean, if you can get to a point where um, like I say, I'm extremely blessed in that my tattoo career and businesses has um, afforded me luxuries mm. to to what the hell I want. Oh, you know what I mean. Um, to a degree, I'm no, I'm not a, a wealthy person at all. I'm just a standard Joe from down the road. But obviously, I the way I uh, think it may be a little bit sort of u- unique for yeah. some people. I don't know, but I do what I do. I'm happy with me, and um, 
you know, it's took a long time to get to that point. It's what you're doing with that money. You've got time on your hand doing stuff that you uh, enjoy. You're I'm doing it things that I, yeah, doing things that I enjoy, but also things that will influence and help others, yes. I hope. You know, um, is that be the change you want to see, though? If you're doing something... Sub- uh, yeah, yeah, subconsciously, maybe. It's not a driving factor. Yes. You know, it's... Um, I, I hope to inspire sometimes. I like teaching people. I like showing people a, a different way if mm. they're struggling. Um, this, this, you know, for for how many times being creative wants to send you insane, it's also um, very fulfilling. Mm. You know, and um, I, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't this way. Mm. You, you know, if yeah. that makes sense. If I was restricted in uh in the way i kind of think i don't i don't know how i would be as a person like that i probably would be in quite a dark place yeah a lot of the time because um as it is i've got outlets i'm able to um exercise my quirks have have you been there though have you never been restricted have you always sort of just followed that this feels oh, right no. i'm gonna go down no no i've been restricted you have been there okay. yeah i've been there um and on my first marriage ended and I think that was due to the pressures of mortgages, kids, uh. work, not actually being fulfilled creatively, not being um, um, challenged in many ways and life becoming very bland for me at that point. I think it was a turning point where I hadn't realised how to be, um, how to do what I, you know, to do stuff that would allow me to not not feel that way. Mm. Um, and you know, there was a, there was a few dark, some dark patches. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there there has to be. Is that podcast too for us? Are we going down the dark patch? Are next, we going down Yeah, wait a minute. Let's do it. I don't <laughs> mind. I'd, but yeah, I'd love to have you back. And, you know what I mean? It's yeah. um, there has been some dark situations. Do you know what I mean? And some, but they they ultimately lead to light. So if as long as you can recognise when the light where the light switch is, because well, because with this podcast today we've had a stunning conversation about your passions, who you are, where you blossom from, how it evolved. Right. Would you eventually, would you come back and do a podcast where we talk about different timelines in your journey? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and the dark, because I'd really, I know, well, we've been doing two hours, dude. Have, have we? And we did an hour and a half before. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> that I, I, wasn't I, recorded. I have met a proper friend today. Um, but I, I feel you're such a an inspiring and interesting character that I don't want to just do see, a I've 10 never, minute segment ne- of... I, 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 I would never have put myself in that category. Well, I'm putting you there. <laughs> yeah. Party of yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are in my world, man, and that's all matters to me. But, uh, but you, no, I, I definitely... would never. I mean, it was the same. I mentioned it um, earlier. I would never have envisaged when I started tattooing that I would have two businesses. You know, two two success. Well, successful shops. One's relatively new. And we are sort of getting through the um, the startup side of that sort of thing. One that's been going for nine on uh, how many years now? 
13 years or 14 years maybe um and you know obviously it's i would never have put myself as a business owner training people bringing people on nurturing people giving them a career as well you know what i mean Mm. um now i'm in that position there i'm doing other things and yeah, people are, and yeah, I've done some different things in my life. I've been to some interesting places, and I've lived in some, you know, some stranger ones. But you know, um, it's um, yeah, it's kind of a bit uplifting, really, to, to right. so people see you that way. Because well, um, that's where another I, I was thinking I'd love to go to to the business side of your nature and hear what it's been like conducting a business because i'm very interested in that on my own personal level but then hearing your your traveling and where you've been and lived and all the cultures you've immersed yourself in there's a lot to go down isn't there it's hard with a guest like you it's so hard to to hear 10 possibilities and then go i want to go here i want to go there it's really interesting you are designed for podcasts the thing is i'm not done yet no, you know, I'm, I'm um, so exciting. I've still got uh, the rest of my life to to experience this world in, and you know there is so much to enjoy about it, and so much to learn about it, you know, and then put my spin on certain things and put things out, you know. Do, do you know so. the only thing that's restricting us on this podcast is I use to distribute what you were saying, Spreaker. Right, and then they, I'm allowed an audio file of so long, <laughs> and I think the longest I tried to do was with Owen, right? Uh, and I had to slit, uh, split it up into two parter, or, or actually I had to get a format to make the audio not as long as it was, right? Because I think we went for two hours fifteen, and Spreaker wouldn't allow any more than that, right? Unless I paid up a notch yeah yeah so <laughs> that's the only reason we're not going down these paths today <laughs> i know for a fact we're gonna end up doing another two hours well man, like i can say it's the um, world longest you, podcast then you want some you want some uh you've got some tattoo work to do on you anyway so oh uh, mate i've got i've we, got space and i i think we get mic'd up and we uh oh dude we'll that'd have be... that conversation at the same time <laughs> just don't rip into me too hard <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm very sensitive soul no, it's so but, easy mate it? i i gotta thank owen again because <laughs> No, stop thanking him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Stop <laughs> thanking him. He's, uh, he's done his bit now. He's had his thanks. He's had his biscuit. <laughs> but how, how long do you go to and from England to Spain to... to well, uh, are you often here? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm here and there. Um, obviously, with the businesses and stuff, I'm, I'm here sort of... And, yeah, probably about half as half the time every sort of two weeks or so i'm either there for a, a week or i'm here for you know I mean, i'm back and forth all the time um so yeah it's uh it, it can be a bit of a a bit of a bind to be absolutely honest but um you know we we do what we do don't we? yeah you know, it's one of them it's uh I do love it in Spain, and the reasons I stayed in Spain are quite personal. And mm. um, you know, it was uh, my, my sister unfortunately passed away and stuff like that, and I had to stay with her out there while she uh, had um, basically deteriorated and mm. stuff. And then I drove her back, and there's some there's things which obviously cultivated my relationship with my um, my wife, and mm. and that's where we that was back in like 2014, 15. Um, so there've been some dark times, yeah, you know, and that's partly how i ended up in spain um and then obviously 
yeah, sort of took over the business, her business in Spain, and this and the other was still working. Well, she works, um, works there, and she's an employee now, as opposed to the owner. I own it, um, but uh, it's it's all, um, yeah, it is what it is. Well, t- two ideas already. We've got an after hours cast together for next time right. when you're back. We're right. going, for, we're going to the dark side. Dark side, <laughs> and then I think we need a foursome. Oh, easy now, easy now, easy now. Oh, that kind of show. <laughs> I think me, me, you, David, and Owen on a chat together could could be a very interesting oh, space. Oh man, alive! That'd rip me to bits. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be up for it? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I think them. we could do. I that. love the pair of them. They're honestly, they're I, I I know for a fact. I told I'm... you, uh, David. David got me through um, a very tough patch, um, where my um, I came back from Canada because our relationship ended. And it was dealing with somebody with, um, I, I guess, depression and stuff. I was that was part of it. I don't really want to go into because obviously, I hope she's, um, I hope she got help. I hope she did well. I, uh, you know, everything is good with her now. Um, but there was a period of time when obviously I was um, kind of contemplating going back, and I was. There was a bunch of things sort of like coming at me, you know what I mean? And um, David understanding the way that mental health is mm. and how it can be and how my my mum was worried about me at one point because this was living with somebody with issues like that can actually drain you and drag you down. And so they were worried about me. He actually gave me, this is how he communicates and as I get through to the person, I'm very straightforward, I'm very um, blunt in many ways. He gave me a don't be a twat card. <laughs> Literally wrote on a card while we were at and I was like talking to him about this, this and this and um, starting up this conversa- a conversation with my uh, then ex at the time. And he literally just looked at me and he wrote his card and gave me this card. He was like, put that in your pocket. And whenever you feel the need to go back that way, read it. So I read wow. it and it literally said, don't, don't be, be a, a twat. twat. <laughs> that, I've only met David once, but that's so David. <laughs> it, is, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It really was. I don't, I don't have the card anymore, Mate, but that got me through. I can write you one if you want. <laughs> yeah, uh, that got me. That got me through yeah. that that uh, that transition. That's as uh, simple as life needs to be. Sometimes, yeah. You, you reflect yeah. in, think about what you're actually doing. Yeah. Are you being a twat? Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> it can be very grounding sometimes. Yeah, just and that's and like then, that. and yeah, absolutely. And like I could say it'd be, it'd be great to catch up with him. I'm Mate, not, I've not spoke to him. I've seen him for. We'll for get a long, it together. A long time. I'm. I'm just gonna literally probably say a thing and let you three have it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that might be dangerous i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> maybe i'll bring a whiskey and i don't know <laughs> but just tell everybody uh where they can find your studios and everything you're about cool. um, and look at your stuff uh obviously your social medias um facebook and uh, instagram mainly um ink kings tattoo studio ilkeston and Metal and Skin Tattoo Company in uh, Langley Mill. Um, I have my personal ones as well, like Tony and Wynn. I don't mind people uh, finding them and, and whatever if they want to as well. Uh, 
like I say, top of Nottingham Road is one studio, uh, 47B Cromford Road. A um, little bit of um, history with that one. It was a, another company before us. I took over it because it was already kind of a licensed building, so it made life a lot easier. But that other company are creating a few issues let's thorns say the be thorns and stuff like that due to the type of characters that the yeah. previous owner was or is um <laughs> yeah um but yeah both both doing well come and give us a shout if you want any sort of tattoo kind of work thinking about of course all custom work um we have a piercer down at the langley mill one as well but I don't know what else I can say about all that. I'm I'm there. Hopefully, there'll be a podcast coming out shortly. Mate. And um, yeah, um, like I say, the truck will be on the road soon. Oh, dude, <laughs> uh, yeah, no pun intended. But mate, I'm really, really excited about all the journey you're going on, and it's not finished. You are genuinely constant and moving and being creative. Always, and I'm Always so inspired moving. by it and. This is the energy I want to go and channel in all my different endeavours. So it's nice to hear. Thank you very much for 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 that because you know it is an insular world sometimes when you're a creative person. You do sort of just get on with things. You do your own thing all the time. It can be a little bit kind of like, um, am I just doing this for me? Yeah. You know what I mean. Even though my aim is not to. Um, clearly, the tattoos is what it is, but. Uh, the other stuff, you know, is kind of me indulging myself a little bit, but hopefully it uh, resonates and connects with other people. Can give back. And um, that's ultimately the aim, and to, to hear that, uh, you know, that it is inspiring, that it is worth listening to. You are. We've said a lot of things today that, you know, I know these stories, I lived them. Yeah. You know, I don't find them particularly inspiring anymore, but... Or people that don't know them. It's their first. Uh, it's their first. Uh, first if they, seed. Yeah, if if they um, if they enjoy it, then I'm I'm really happy. They know where to come now, yeah, mate. Thank, thank you. you so much. I'll no, do my bit. Um, guys, you've been a part of the old farm bus back of the bus sessions <laughs> podcast. I love you all, and I'm going to leave you on this. I always do, and I always will, and I mean it. Just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. That is literally all you got to do. Big love. Cheers, my man. Love